This is Admiral Radis of the Rebel Alliance. Call up the Brick City Blockade. AP-5 has an idea. Hello there, and welcome to Works the Wheels from Brick City Blockade Podcast Network. Um, yes, this is the first official audio version or podcast version mm. of words of the wills um i am here with my co-host who has been my co-host for the last year yes boat sitting across from me hey hey um, how's it going how's it going tonight sir oh it's a nice chilly new england evening here I, you know that's the funny thing too andrew is like you're on the essentially the south of boston south shore side yeah. I'm on the North Shore towards New Hampshire, <laughs> and uh, the weather's no different no matter where you are in this beautiful wow. part of, of the country known as New England. Or as James would say, New England, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but wow. yeah, how about yourself, man? We, you know, recently you came up here. You surprised me. Yeah, I did. Um, with, with, a, with an Obi-Wan saber. And yes. listen, this boy. And then we had... Our little thing, we went through Target last night, and we had a yeah. little video. That was very fun. Um, <laughs> I got a lot of looks. Uh, yes, for certain Robin comments. Yeah. Um, I can't really say what was said during <laughs> no, the, you can't. the shopping. Yes, I took Robin shopping with me. Yeah, how cool is that? Um, uh, it was an experience. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to do it more often now for some reason. <laughs> um, in January, I will be able to do it in person, in so person. even better. Um, but yeah, today is the one-year mark of my official debut on the po- podcast network yeah. with Make the Jump Live. Um, I will let Robin give his thoughts on this very, very long year. So you're asking me to give a full explanation on why I let this crazy man on the podcast network. That's what you're asking. Okay. All right. All right. I can do that. Uh, Listen, I cannot say enough amazing things. And am I going to get sappy? I tell Caden Stetler this all the time. (laughs) Am I going to get sappy? Yes, I'm going to get sappy. Because that's just what happens. I'm a sappy kind of guy. I'm like New England uh, maple trees during the fall season. I'm gonna get a little sappy, all right. Uh, that, that was a bad joke. That Does one that might. Mean you're gonna get sticky. Uh, well, that's a whole. No, we're not even gonna get into that. But anyway, one <laughs> year at the podcast network uh, for Mr. Andrew Garish, and I, the one thing Andrew and I just met through, you know, Star Wars fan chats. Andrew was listening to some of the stuff we were doing on the podcast network uh, early on, and. I noticed this guy who kept like following in and out of live videos and this guy who was checking out like Star Wars posts. And I think what ended up happening was I sent you a friend request on Facebook after seeing you like kind of browsing through Brick City stuff. And then I noticed you were doing like your own little discussion thing. And you were talking to people about Marvel. You were talking to people about DC. You were talking to people about Star Wars. I was like, I gotta get, I gotta get this guy on. I gotta see what this is all about. And you know what the funny thing is, folks, is half the time these Brick City relationships have always started that way. It's always been through the fandom, through the friendom, through everything that brings the unity to the community. It's been through those people along the way. And Andrew is no different in that case. Andrew, you're special, but you're no different in that way. And the the cool thing, <laughs> the cool thing is, is that. The minute I started talking to Andrew about Star Wars stuff, 
it, it, it just happened. It, it's you find that connection and you say, oh, there's just something deep down inside of me as somebody who started this podcast and then eventually the podcast network along with Sean Michaud. And I just sat back and I kept messaging Sean and I said, this guy, he knows his Star Wars. He, he knows his stuff. And, he did, you know, you started the whole Knights of the Order discussions thing. And then I got you on Make the Jump. And it was like, yep, it, there's just something that I, I feel Andrew had a lot more. That, that's the simple way to put it. Andrew had a lot more potential that he could unlock through Knights of the Order. And then soon it went from Knights of the Order to words of the winds and from there on here we are today and i cannot say enough amazing things about the amount of progression that andrew has made not only in terms as a podcaster but i think in terms of his outreach and uh, outreach his outreach in the community um in terms of how he's been able to go to the to the next star wars fan on social media no what no matter whether they're positive or negative He's able to find those connections here and there. You know what? I don't agree with you on this, but if you convince me enough, I can maybe understand where you're coming from. It's not a clean cut yes or no, not all the time, unless you're bringing up certain aspects of the Star Wars universe, uh, certain yeah. negative analyses. But overall, Andrew really does step it up to the point of, if you're a Star Wars fan, you're worth having a conversation with, and I'm, I'm going to listen to you. And Words of the Wills has completely idolize that mindset and andrew has been able to progress in a way that i cannot i I, just from the first time you were on it was yeah yeah, i I like star wars and you know i I almost thought you were george lucas at times like yeah you know we were working on this project and i don't know what's going on and then now you're just so outgoing and i I cannot i'm gonna applaud you i'm gonna applaud you for all the amazing things that you have done here at the network and continue to do here at the network, man, one year later. And here, here's to a bottle of water. No liquor tonight, folks. I got a busy day tomorrow. I have a bottle uh, of coke, so. Oh, CC, you're going serious. You got the caffeine in there. Um, and it's a classic style. Cause... Yeah, look at the classic Coke. <laughs> um, Not special nose powder that was originally in Coca-Cola before, but. Yeah. You said it, I didn't. Um, <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Come at but, me, Coca-Cola. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so one year with Andrew Burton Garish. Unfortunately, we're going to have to let him go after certain comments uh, that were made here on the podcast network. No, I'm kidding. After everything James has said? <laughs> after everything I've said, too. After exactly. everything that I have said on this podcast network. Well, the it's person- podcast network. You <laughs> want it's so true. It's so true, man. But I applaud you, man. I am super proud of you. And every day I get to talk to you and Scott Inch and the entire crew, you just fit in perfectly with everybody that's here. And I'm I'm going to say it, I'm blessed to have you here, man, because you are just a shining star <laughs> in this blockade. And you just don't know. Maybe someday we may have to put a single reactor on you. You, just, you, you don't know. You, you, you don't know. Well, I appreciate that. I left it on a dark note. I left it on a scarif note. I do apologize. It's okay. I'll take it. <laughs> you know, we are a blockade. We are. Um, I appreciate it. Um, it really has been a journey. Yeah. Um, not only just starting the live stream show, but also getting out of my comfort zone right. and not just 
constantly doing Words of the Wills with you, but with mm-hmm. doing it with my brother, uh, with Tim Rosser, who you love. I love on. Tim when he's on, man. I, you've found some great people to have on there. Yeah. Um, 2019, there is going to be a lot more guests. Mm-hmm. Um, quite a few I'm talking to right now. Um, and it will, obviously, Tim Rosser and my brother are going to be constant guests going forward. Um, I still say Tim Rosser needs to start a YouTube channel. Yeah, he does. He really needs to. He does. Um, I can't say enough good things about Tim Rosser. Um, if you like cosplay um, and everything like that, um, look up Tim Rosser on uh, Facebook. Um, Nick Terrace on Instagram, not NYC Terrace, as he oh, said. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, um, the reason for the name is Nick Terrace is for some species of bats that he likes, so it's that. He's not an NYC Terrace. He was <laughs> in the military, so it's all good. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> Tim, he, Tim, Tim. Granted, he cosplays as Cobra Commander, but he does. that's he a does. different story. Whole, whole other different story. <laughs> a ton of different Cobra Commanders, which is really cool. Hmm. Um, but yes, if you are into um, cosplay and everything, go check out Tim Rosser. There's your uh, shout out, Tim. <laughs> um, but from starting live streams to us finally meeting at Fan Expo and yes. you seeing how I interact with everything in person. Yeah. Um, and me going up to see you at your place. Now that I know where you live, you're in danger. <laughs> <laughs> love that. I love it, man. Um, but I am very happy to be a part of the podcast network. Um, and you giving me the chance to have a voice in the Star Wars community bigger than I already had with my YouTube channel. Yes, I'm still doing my YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it didn't give me that big of a um, pedestal to talk to to get my voice out there for people Um, granted with the podcast network I've gained a few more subscribers on YouTube Mm -hmm. so I thank the podcast network for that but I'm not going anywhere anytime soon unless Robin gets sick of me I'm surprised he hasn't gotten sick of me within the last year Um, (laughs) no 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 um, you're pushing it but no (laughs) What was that? I, 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 I said I really care for you, and I don't think you're going to go anywhere. I heard something else. I don't know what you heard. Who was it that played Santa last week? Who was Who it that, that played Santa? Yeah, I gave you a gift, didn't I? Who played? Yes. Yes. Yes, she did. Andrew <laughs> played Santa last week when he came to New Hampshire. And? I am forever thankful for you, Santa Claus. (laughs) Damn right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, Now that you are an owner of three Ultra Sabers now. Yes, yes. uh, What is your – you've given reviews on your Sabers individually. What is your overall thoughts on the production of the Ultra Sabers themselves, like the White Sabers and everything like that? Yeah, the one thing I will say about Ultra Sabers, and I really truly blame you and 
you and you for getting me hooked on Ultra Sabres at uh, Fan Expo Boston. The uh, minute I walked up to that booth and you see all of those hilts sitting there, um, it, you're addicted. You are as yeah. a Star Wars fan. You're like, and you see other people carrying them around. You see people having battles with them out in the hallways, and you're just like, oh boy, okay, it is totally worth 150 plus dollars yeah. for one of these bad boys. And I have to say, after receiving my first one from you, which was a fantastic gift, by the way, my my very own Sith saber, yeah. uh, in which is the Scorpion, I believe. The Scorpion, yes, I love that saber so much. Um, and then, of course, the Mara Jade saber that's what i call it there um which is the emperor's wrath is the hilt on emperor's that emperor's hand emperor's hand which is a that. perfect name for it too it really is um and then of course there is the obi-wan hilt that you got me for christmas and that one tops all the ones i have i'm sorry it really does really? It, it is probably one of the most beautiful sabers I have seen. Um, there's something about the metal polish on it that I feel is very different, even from. And I would fell in love with the Emperor's hand hilt. You remember at Fan Expo oh, when yeah. I saw that thing? I was like, oh, oh, this thing is just perfect. Yeah. And there's something about that Obi Wan hilt that it, from Ultra Sabers that yeah. is just very special. The one thing I will say. Is that, and I did see Vader's vault at Rhode Island Comic Con. And I do like the short hilts. I do think Ultra Savers could scale back the size of the hilts just a little bit in terms of production cost. It might lower the price on some of these too in the long run. But I think for fans, if you really want something that's going to stand out and you want something that's got some heftiness, for battle purposes, yeah, the Ultra Saber is fantastic. And I wouldn't wield anything else but an Ultra Saber, knowing that most of us, well, we just don't carry them on our hilts. We take them off, we put the, the blades right in them, and we're fighting. We're, yep. we're having a good old time with them. So, yeah, uh, I hold the Obi-Wan now up to its highest, highest extent out of now, all of them right now. Do you like the Arctic Blue that I chose for it? Yes, there's something about, and it's funny. I thought about it. I, I, it's funny. Late at night, sometimes I'll sit in my bed. And I admit this to Jenna. I admit this to Jenna. I'm like, there's nothing like sitting in bed, and sometimes you have to take care of business before everything else, and sitting there with the hilt and and just igniting it and and, and just turning it right on. And one of the best things, and I personally truly do love the arctic blue more than a lot of the other colors i'll even say i like it even more than the red that i have there's just something very, very it's really like a true jedi feel to it yeah and the thing that i meant to jenna is yeah i play with my ultra sabers at night i'm sorry <laughs> i'm sorry that i play with my hilts at night like uh, you know I, i'm sorry but you're not it, the only one <laughs> I'm sure Renee has her fair share of conversations with you concerning that. Well, she does the same thing. So she's oh, it's mutual. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, that, Jenna. She has, um, her personal favorite now is the Manticore. Yes. Um, where it's similar to Darth Maul's hilt, 
um, mm-hmm. but it has like the black finish in the middle. And I got that in the Sunriders Destiny, which is oh, like um, the Arctic blue version of the green. Right. Um, and I got it with multiple different sound fonts and everything oh, like yes, that. So yes. she just loves that one. Uh, me, my personal favorite now is the Bellicose. The Bellicose yes. is like the Jedi and Sith War era. Uh-huh. Um, I got that in the fire orange, and that works perfect for the hill. Fire orange too. Yeah. Wow. And you don't really see orange lightsabers. No, you don't. That's a very unusual color. I did see one person at Fan Expo Boston that had one, but I think they had just recently bought it, and it's one like you said, it's one of those colors that when you see it, and I do remember seeing it, it yeah. was like, whoa, well, it really sticks out. Yeah. Um, Orange slash yellow was for Jedi Sentinels. Right. Um, back in the day. That's right. Um, n- now more, they're for the Jedi Temple Guards, I believe. Right. Yes, correct. They had like the off yellow mm-hmm. um, saber staffs, um, which I'm kind of looking at the saber staffs. Um, I, don't know I thought you said you were going to be giving yourself a break. Oh, I'm giving myself a break. Doesn't mean I'm not going to look. <laughs> He'll be back strong in 2019, folks, looking at more at your sabers. Um, well, when I was younger, I could <laughs> do all the stuff Darth Maul could do with the saber. Like, really? Everything like that, yeah. You're a regular Ray Park. Yeah, well, I couldn't do the flips, but I could do the saber. <laughs> I love it that you even said that in one of the comments. He's like, yeah, but I missed the flips. Yeah, um, when Robin comes down in January, I told him we we're going to recreate the Qui-Gon and Darth Maul duel on Tatooine. Oh, yes. Um, I will probably be Darth Maul because he is shorter than Liam Neeson. So, <laughs> right. So, Robin, you'll be the honorary Qui-Gon. I love that idea. But I, we absolutely. don't have to use the exact sabers they had. You can <laughs> use your Obi-Wan. I'll use my Bellicose. Perfect. I think Perfect. that would work pretty good for that. I'm going to have to grow my hair by that time in January. No, he was a Padawan at the time. Mm, that's true. So we'll say it's Obi-Wan just in the place of um, Qui-Gon. He God, went I can't really Qui-Gon, though. We'll get you <laughs> Master <a> Qui-Gon! <laughs> we'll get you a wig. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Party City, if you're listening right now, yeah. Hook me up with an Obi Wan wig right now. Don't, don't and, and less midi chlorians. No midi chlorians. It would be, be Qui Gon. That's what I'm saying. No midi chlorians in that hair, though. I don't need that kind of hair treatment. I can go buy some treatment over at Marshalls for cheaper. Yeah, no. You know, Marshalls <laughs> does sell midi chlorians, correct? I did not know that. Yeah, you have to go to the um, men's care department, and it's called midi chlorians just to make your performance a little bit better in combat. Um. I think that might be something else you were looking at, Robin. Well, it was, oh, well, it was on the clearance rack, and I picked it up, and it said midi-chlorians. So. Did it help you? The only thing it did help me with in the grand spectrum of it all was I was having a hard time hooking up my Chromecast and allowed me not to get frustrated at my Chromecast. Uh, I can imagine you getting frustrated. Um, <laughs> it wouldn't hook already... up to legal sites. I'm sorry. That's nah, all right. It's, it's Marshall's fault. It Love you, Marshall. <laughs> um, but I am happy that you are fully hooked on Ultra Savers now. Um, 
me. I've already discussed it. I have 10 of them. Um, Can you repeat that number one more time, please? 10. Uh, just one more, time, one more time for clarification. It would have been 11, but I gave you the Reaper to give to one of the members of Brick City Blockade. How many like how many ultra savers do you currently have? Ten. <laughs> exactly. I have to admit, I'm getting up there though. I'm getting up there. At three. <laughs> uh, yeah, three. Don't worry, you'll get one for uh, your birthday. <laughs> oh, jeez, I'm growing. Another one in September. It'll be quiet, guys. Oh. You're not supposed to say those things yet. Well, I'm going to lie and give you something else. Right. Oh, and now you have a cola. Yeah, I decided. <laughs> you you convinced me I should in, in take in something that was considered old-time medicine. But mine's bigger. Uh, no comment. <laughs> now, a question from one of the viewers last week. Yes. Um, he was asking, like, what species we would be and stuff like that. Yeah, that's right. And I came up with the idea of where would you like to be from in the Star Wars universe? What wow. planet would you like to be from? You're posing that question to me. Yes. Man. This is interesting because where I feel like I would like to be from Coruscant, because I'm such a city person, I was about to say, you are a pretty pretty person. Yeah. I'm a pretty person? Thank you, Andrew. Um, <laughs> um, You're all I, right. <laughs> I have to admit, I like Feed Man. I like Naboo. There's something, you know, what was it? Uh, Weird Al Yankovic that spoke of Naboo and my, my, this Iranican guy. <laughs> Maybe Vader someday later, but he's just a small fry. Love you, Weird Al. Just a little quick yes. clip there. Um, I love Naboo. I absolutely love that planet. There's just something that's like, it's not really, it's not really Coruscant, and it's not really um, Tatooine. It's like this very almost mystical, very um, city-like slash old world. I, I'm I'm gonna compare it really to what ancient Rome looked like. It, yeah. it, it's very classic. And you think about monarchy, you think about classic rule, you think about history when you look at Thede. And yeah. I, I, that's probably where I would be from. I'd probably be somewhere along the lines of Sheev Palpatine. I'd be killing a Sith Lord and then trying to become one um, in some way possible. But uh, yeah, Thede is, is my place. Naboo is definitely where I would want to be from. That is a very good place to be from, and I can agree with you with that, um, with how it has the ancient Rome kind of feel. Granted, that is, it was a location in Italy, so... Yes. <laughs> um, I believe it was a palace in Italy or something Correct, like that. Correct, yeah. Um, for me, there's a few places I would like to be from. Manan from Knights of the Old Republic. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I really like that planet. Although I probably get sick of all the fish people. Um, you live in New England. There's a lot of fish people here. That's true. Damn it. We are living in on Manan. 
<laughs> in, so, in many ways, yeah. So Lancaster would be where. <laughs> You're asking what Lancaster would be? <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. That's actually a really good point. Uh Caden Stutler, you have a job to do. Yeah. You have a big job to do, buddy. What part could, of the Star Wars universe is Lancaster like? I'd say probably Lothal. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. Yeah. It is a little bit like Lothal. A little bit. Just wow. not a lot of vampire there, but just enough where it's and then you have that little bit of a rebellion forming in the yeah. uh, streets of Lothal. Ah, I see what you're doing there, <laughs> Lothal, Caden. Lancaster. Yeah, 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 that's true. <laughs> oh, Caden, Caden, you should be hiring Andrew for some uh, marketing stuff, huh? <laughs> you drop Robin from the team and let's bring Andrew on board, huh? <laughs> no, I'm not ready for that step yet. <laughs> um, no. It's it's but, you're right. I, I I like that comparison of Lethal to, and I'm sure Caden would agree with you, uh, with the efforts he's doing with Rebel Cause. Yeah, it is very similar to Lethal. He's 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 trying to battle homeless yep. homelessness in Lancaster and helping them out, and he's got his own rebellion there, trying to stop all that. And, and that's all. Lethal was where a lot of homeless people were, if I remember correctly. Yeah, and that was the episode that inspired Caden to yep. start Rebel Cause was when they were handing out the goods to the people who were displaced in Lothal. Yeah. Um, and that is a very cool thing. And yeah. I hope that Dave Filoni is somewhat aware of that. I hope so, too. I really do. Um, uh, back to planet. If I was a Sith, definitely I would live on Korriban. Yeah, definitely Korriban. Um what about a Jedi, though? Jedi? Jedi. There's a few Jedi planets that I can't remember the names of right now. How do you feel about Octu? Because uh, you got the caretakers. They take care of you. Yeah, but I feel like they get pissed off with my sassiness. This <laughs> <laughs> is like Ray shooting through a wall. Trust me, my sass level is on par with Obi-Wan Kenobi. Really? Yeah. That's saying a lot. Um, for those listening, Renee and I was a long-distance relationship. She did not realize how sassy I was <laughs> online. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> She learned pretty quick, didn't she? She did, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I definitely channel a lot of Obi Wan Kenobi sassness. Yeah. Um, as much as I'm not a city person, I would probably live on Coruscant. I could see you on Coruscant, and not and not on the lower levels. I could see you being the working class Coruscantian, mm. as I like to call him, which is pretty much where my town is anyway. So yeah, I can agree with that. Um, now. Kind of going back to last week, you and I got into a lightsaber battle after Words of the Rose last week. I can confirm that. Um, I would say we are pretty on par with each other with our lightsaber duel Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? I'm a little stiff in the knees, though. That's the problem. If you watch that video, I'm, I'm a little stiff in the knees. I got to loosen up a little bit. 
Yeah, uh, you're hunched over. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like Obi Wan from A New Hope. I'm like in this like Anakin defense style. You it's really like... are. <laughs> I think I truly do take the Vader power pose when when I when I battle. I don't do much movement. It's simply all the waist up with me. Yeah, I'm it is. more prequel style where I'm yeah. more faster doing the twirls and stuff. That, that's what Caden does. You both are prequelists when it yeah. comes to the, your Vader, your Vader, your saber yeah. styles. Yeah, I would say mine is a mix of Anakin and Obi Wan's somewhat. Um, yours I can see as Vader's, mm-hmm. but I can also see a little bit of Luke Skywalker in there too. A little bit more of the stiffness of, of Luke when he's like, I, I was thinking like, along the lines of Empire. Yeah, Empire like Luke, like the raw kind of not sure what to do in a lightsaber duel. Um, well, thanks for that. You know what you're doing for the most part. <laughs> for the most part. I'm no, still a rookie. Um, but you are Better than most people. I will say that. Oh, that's nice um, to hear. Because at least when I go for the legs, you at least go and block it. <laughs> I have to. My legs most, are the easy spot. Most people that I've had, like most of my friends that I've had lightsaber duels with, yeah. it's always the same motion. Yeah. And it's like, true. whenever I go for the legs, they're like, why do you keep going for the legs? I'm like, you leave it open. Yeah. So might as well. Um, but yeah, I, I see you for your vader style it's kind of more like a new hope yes yes um where it's like close quarters not really writing any anything in except for me going for your legs uh, <laughs> that statement should never be repeated at any point at oh any point. the stiffness <laughs> you said <laughs> you, you said something along the lines of Listen, folks, all right, because I'm not editing this out. I'm keeping this in um, <laughs> along the lines of, you know what? You, you keep a very stiff pose and, you know, I'm, I'm you leave yourself open and then I just go for the legs. I'm like, well, you do. Just the way you phrased it. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's not as bad as me when I went to Rhode Island Comic Con one year and took a picture of the uh, convention center and said, Rhode Island Comic Con, I will be inside you tomorrow. Yes, I I remember that and I applaud you for that comment. I actually applaud you. Well done. Uh, I will next year for Fan Expo, mm-hmm. we just did our lightsaber duels in the hotel room. Yes. We're definitely gonna go outside and do yeah. stuff outside. Absolutely. Um, Streets of Boston. Mainly, I wasn't sure how people would take it. Yeah, there's been reports. Some people yeah. are. And New York Comic Con is a great example of that. Sometimes the Javits Center, if you're staying near a hotel there, which is down, um, of course, near the business district down by Wall Street in New York City, um, it, it can, you know, you're also talking about you're in the area of um, the World Trade Center, One World Trade, you know. Yeah. That's difficult. If you're running around with a lightsaber, somebody may take that the wrong way. Yeah. Um, usually, the New York City's prepared. They they're used to that um, when it comes to New York Comic Con time. But you're right. There are those. There are exceptions. It's like, yeah, you know, keep it to the hotel because yeah. if you step outside and it's not in the best area, probably not a good idea to be doing lightsaber duels in front of certain areas. Yeah. Um. 
we'll find a secluded place for that. <laughs> we'll find our own little Oct two yeah. down near the convention center. Or Star Killer Base. Mmm. Mmm. Talk dirty to me. I like that. Star Killer Base. <laughs> or talk um, slightly dirty, but it wouldn't have been because Finn kept it clean. Somewhat. Um, Do we ever get any backstory? Can I just quickly ask? Do we ever get any? I still would love to see an FN two one eight seven. Like, what was he doing on Star Killer Base when he was part of like the uh, cleansing team, the yeah. sanitary division? Now, have you tried to dual wield when you're fighting? Oh, absolutely not. I'll break them. That's the problem. Like, <laughs> I've actually tried. I will say in this room right here, that, that if you're watching the video, you can see me in right now. This room has taken many casualties. There have been some black series where I had to reattach arms because I tried to dual wield in here. <laughs> and I can tell you, I knocked my Funko Vader's head right off by accident. And I was not happy about that one. And uh, yeah, That's so dual wielding. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry, Funko. Um, but dual wielding in a room is never a good idea. Outside, I'll break them. So I, yeah. I haven't tried it yet. What about yourself? Um, when I was younger, mm -hmm. um, my brother and I would practice right. with them. Um, Robin was leaving camera. Sorry. I was getting distracted. Um, and. We would get good to the point we could do a wheel, but I still had a little bit of trouble using my left hand as well when dueling with two sabers. Um, I'm a right hand. Um, I'm right-handed, so it's mm -hmm. a lot easier for me to duel with my right hand. Right. The left hand, it's still a little <laughs> awkward, but I am rusty with dual wielding, but I'm pretty right. sure if we did i would try to go easy on you but there's no promises oh because you're saying you might end up being better than me oh uh, maybe <laughs> <laughs> well played well played um but yeah definitely within the coming month of january look for more lightsaber stuff coming yes absolutely um because at some point in January, the man sitting across from me will finally make his way down to the sun. That's right. That's right. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Um, it'll be very fun. And I'll show you the place where we can take some pretty cool uh, lightsaber uh, pictures and stuff like that. Absolutely. Um, and again, I watched the old trailer for the VHS release for the original Star Wars trilogy today. Oh, wow. And the one last time it was going to be released, mm -hmm, but the mm -hmm. special editions came out. And I'm still hearkening back to that quote that the guy said, is um, the Force is forever for yep. all generations. That's right. And it should be. It shouldn't just be the original trilogy and then... People just liking the original trilogy or prequel trilogy. It should just be everyone liking what they want to like. Right. 
And That's it right. shouldn't matter what other people say about said film. Yes, there can be disagreements and everything like that, but just be civil about it. Don't force that person to quit social media. Yeah, that's right. And Robin knows exactly who I'm talking about. Mm -hmm, Uh, mm -hmm. I am happy she has a role in episode nine. Yes, I'm not the biggest fan of the Rose character. But sure. I'm not going to go out of my way to harass the actress or anything Absolutely like that. Absolutely not. And I hope her role in episode nine is better. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or it's received a lot better than it was in episode eight. Um, and I guarantee you, as soon as episode nine comes out and people don't like that, they're going to go right back to episode eight saying, oh, episode eight was the best Star Wars movie, blah, blah, blah. Because they're going to do the exact same thing with Empire Strikes Back. Yep. Yep. You can write it in the books now. It's exactly what's going to happen. They're going to see episode nine. They're going to see what Ryan Johnson did compared to what J.J. is going to do to wrap up the series. They're, they're going to love what J.J. does. I, uh, Without a doubt. JJ is going to do a phenomenal job with episode yeah. nine where I felt like episode eight. Yeah. You know, it had its moments and maybe Ryan could have tightened some things up. You know what? That's the film world. Steven Spielberg yeah. never hit it clean. Ryan Johnson's never going to necessarily hit it clean. Some of the best directors never hit a film clean. There's always things that you look back at and you say, eh, you know what? I could have done that a lot better. I think I could have spent a little bit more time on film location, trying to get a better shot there yeah. or, Maybe I could have sequenced some of this stuff out because it would have made the story flow a little bit better. You don't know until you release the product how it's going to look. And I think if the Star Wars fandom took the perspective of let's not look at this in terms of the canon, which is sometimes hard for a lot of us. A lot of us are canon junkies. We love exactly we want we love exactly what Star Wars does, and that is give us character backstory. Let us get involved in this galaxy far, far away even more. But sometimes you got to step behind the camera with that director and say, well, maybe I would have made that same decision as them in that, in that moment. I do have the pressures of Disney and Lucasfilm on me to try to get this thing as close as perfect as possible. But my perfect is not what somebody else's perfect is. Exactly. And it, it will never be that way. And like you said, when JJ hits it with episode nine, we're going to look back at what Ryan did. And a lot of those people that didn't like what Ryan did are going to say, mm, you know what? He actually hit the mark. He actually did a lot of great things for the character Luke Skywalker. And the big one for me is Rose Tico. I cannot wait to see, especially when Kelly Marie Tran, please, Kelly, please make it to Star Wars Celebration Chicago. Please walk out for those fans at the panel. We all love you, and we want to see you there. We want to see you there, Uh, whether you're watching in the live stream. doesn't matter. You know, it's... It's what we crave as Star Wars fans, and what we don't like is when people ruin that for us, and our craving for Star Wars is taken away from us. Exactly. Because a couple people open their mouth about it, and you know what? You have your right to your opinion, but you can put it out there, too. You can put it on social media. Yeah. But just don't go tagging the actors and actresses. Just don't, don't be targeting them. No. Targeting is one of the worst things to do. 
and yeah. be respectful, love Star Wars, and, and, and be happy that we even have this right now. Exactly. Um, like, going back to Celebration 2016. Yeah. Um, no, 20... Did they have last year? Yeah, 20, 2017 was in Orlando. 2016 was in England, in London. That was the one that Mr. Scott Inch attended with the Rogue One stuff. And going back to 2017, I get the dates mixed up. Imagine how hated Christensen must have felt before mm. going on stage and getting that reception. Mm, that's so true. And I was surprised he attended. Yeah. Because um, if anyone has a reason to not attend it's, it's him. yeah and he gets so much hate for his portrayal of anakin me i don't mind it two yeah it's not that great right Revenge of the sith he nails anakin out of the park mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he, he does i remember hearing he matched the vocal tone or something like that to match what Vader would sound in the He did. He did a wonderful job of it, too. And when he goes dark side, that's when his acting gets even better. For me. Yes. Yes. You can disagree with me all you want. Revenge of the Sith is the one Star Wars movie I've waited to see since I first saw A New Hope in 1997 in the theaters. When I was four years old, um, I always wanted to see how did Darth Vader get into the suit. And 2005, I was. Hold on, doing math real quick. <laughs> I love it. I was 13 at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll admit it, at the time of being 13, it wasn't cool to tear up, but seeing the fight with Obi-Wan and Anakin, mm-hmm. I got emotional. And yeah. if you tell me you were one of the people that saw the original trilogy, and you didn't get an emotional seeing that end fight with Obi-Wan and Anakin, something we've been about in books and finally seeing it on the big screen then there is something very wrong with you that is coming from me you mm-hmm. can attack mm-hmm. me all you want <laughs> right. but that's just my opinion good point it's a really good point yeah it should it should tear at your heartstrings a little bit if you're if you're like a really diehard star wars fan there's just so many different aspects of it if you Especially some of these cuts that you see on YouTube, some of these fan videos that they put together, like Obi-Wan sitting there talking to Luke in A New Hope, and he's talking about his father, and then they show clips from Revenge of the Sith, and it just it puts everything into perspective. And every yeah. time I see those videos, Andrew, I can't help but tear up. It's so hard because there is such an intricate story there. It's not just a story about Star Wars. These are things that people go through, betrayal of, of loved ones. People who just leave their lives at times when they don't want them to leave. You know, the deaths of in families. There's things that happen. Death of friends. It's all things that we experience in life. And Star Wars has a funny way 
of making those connections with us psychologically and, yeah. and emotionally as well. And it, it's so hard. And I think you're right. It, it should, whether you do get emotional or not, there should be that part of you that looks at that and says, wow, that's deep. That is truly, truly deep and at the core of humankind itself, not Star Wars. It's at the core of humankind and human emotion. And I think you're right at that. If you don't get a little emotional, come talk to us. We'll make you emotional about it. Yeah. Like, and think about it this way. When Obi-Wan finishes the duel with Anakin, and Anakin's got his legs and arm cut off, and Obi-Wan says, you and my brother, Anakin, I love you. Yeah, it's huge. Think about that line. Yeah. What are the Jedi not supposed to do? They're not supposed to love, man. Exactly. And I don't get how people didn't recognize that or mm. anything like that. But. Well, Dave yeah. Filoni showed it to us in the Clone Wars. See, he exactly. even went back. He even went back to show us that Obi-Wan went down a path similar to Qui-Gon where it was not about all these things that they tell yeah. you not to and what to do. It's not about that. It's your connection deeper into the Force. It wasn't because Anakin had all this lust and everything inside of him that drove him to the dark side. It's because he let himself be twisted and motivated. Yeah. You know, His love for Padme had nothing truly to do to it. It was the way that Palpatine used it to manipulate Anakin to believe that by becoming a Sith Lord, he could save her. It was not necessarily the love. It was the way that the love was manipulated that yes. that turned him. Yeah. And I can't wait for the Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan book. Yes. I'm pretty yes. sure they're going to tackle even more of their, of uh, Obi-Wan and Satine's um, previous encounter. Um, I wonder if he's going to trip like they mentioned uh, oh, yes. in the yes. Clone Wars. <laughs> I went back. There's even that part of Clone Wars where Obi-Wan had to shave his head. Yeah, it kind of looked like you a little bit. Really? A little bit. When he had, okay. when he still had the beard, I'm like, huh, that's a thinner Robin boat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a really nice way of putting it. Thanks, Andrew. Happy one year. Hey, hey I'm chunky too, so I can tell <laughs> No, that, that, I, it's just so funny because you're saying like all these other like little cutscene things and whatever else. And I, you're right. It's like just kind of the goofy stuff. Yeah, I kind of want to see. I kind of want to see um, what's it, what, Claudia Gray's doing it. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of I kind of want to see Claudia Gray take on some of that kind of aspect of <laughs> of the Obi-Wan clumsiness early on. Yeah, because he was pretty clumsy as a Padawan. Yeah, that's the funny thing too. Is like, and that's another person I really hope shows up at Celebration in Chicago is a mod best. Mm-hmm. I think that people's perspectives on Jar Jar, other oh, than Jim Robert's here at the network, ha- have have really changed. I think they have. We're we're part of a generation, Andrew, that grew up with the prequels, and yeah. at the time, Jar Jar was just comedy relief. He was something funny, but he was also serious because he had to represent Padme in the in the Senate, and and that alone carried some weight to it and then to read empire's end and to hear what happened to him yeah. you know I, I think Ahmad best deserves a lot of respect and i think if he came out on stage where it would have been booze i would say eight to ten years ago 
Um, I, I think now, bad. I think now he's going to come out to a round of applause. I, I really do, and I want to see him there. Obi Wan is just as clumsy as Jar Jar at times. He really is. Yep. And I hope Qui Gon calls him out on it too. <laughs> I, I do see wanna, I hope in the book, at some point, Qui Gon talks about like his past with like love and stuff like that. Because in the Legends um, book around with Qui Gon and Obi Wan. He did fall in love with the Jedi, and it almost did turn him to the dark side when she was killed. Um, and I love Qui Gon as a character. I've always loved Qui Gon. Um, same with my brother. Um, I just love his philosophy and the fact that he was the first Jedi to become one with the Force. Um, the new canon, granted, old canon. There were millions of. Force goes. Right. I prefer it that it's a select view that became a Force goes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Qui-Gon, Obi-Wan, Yoda, Anakin, and Luke. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the core five. Maybe Kanan. I think he turned into that white wolf. He's real. Yeah. He's on an interesting boundary. He's like right there with Ahsoka. It's like, where do you put him? Where yeah. do you put him? It's Sorry, like the, your own special Doom. category. Yeah, <laughs> Caleb Doom. Um, yeah, you're right. It's almost like their own category. Same with Ezra. Same with mm-hmm. Ezra. Where is he mm-hmm. at? He's right. He's neither dark nor light. He's right in the middle there, man. And Ray. He's the new, new Bendu. Ray, Ray and Kylo Ren. Similar thing. Where are they at? Ray says, and Luke says, eh, she might be the next Jedi. I don't know necessarily. And we don't know with Ben Solo either. Because yeah. he feels this pull from the light and the dark, and Ray feels a pull from the light and the dark. Yeah. That's the balance. And it's, I don't know. It, it's so interesting to see this. If you want to see perfect balance between light and dark, watch the fight between the Praetorian guards. Yes. Perfect. Perfect. Yin and yang right there. Yeah. And for those saying Ray is overpowered, she had trouble fighting one of the guards off. Kylo Ren had to fight four of them. Yeah, correct. Correct. So. And that was meant, and that was on purpose, I think, in many ways. It's like, yeah, we could have Ray battle all of these Praetorian guards and Kylo Ren runs off and whatever else. But no, it was them cooperatively working on it. But the big message was, was that Kylo Ren and Ben Solo in specific went against everything that he's been taught to fight those Praetorian guards. He actually decided to team up with Ray. He could have turned around at any one of those moments, right at the end or right at the beginning, and looked at Ray, gathered the Praetorian guards around him, and killed her. But yeah. no, he took the next step, and he something clicked inside of him. Something clicked, and yeah. it was like, I cannot let her go. Yeah. I have to fight this battle with her. And whether it was to convince her to come and join him, or whether it was a sign of weakness now that Snoke was gone, Ray kind of convinced him, like, hey, buddy, this is your chance. Yep. And I'll say it again. I said it after my first viewing and my second and my third and my fourth. Kylo did what Vader could never do. That's right. And what is that, Robin? I mean, you caught me off that. 
he killed his master. Yes, killed and Snoke. took his place. Vader always wanted to, he never could. That's right. That's right. And that was kind of the whole thing with Snoke is you'll never be Vader. Take off that ridiculous mask. And I'm so glad he's not wearing the mask. I hope he doesn't bring it back in nine. Really? I prefer seeing the actor's Adam Driver's portrayal. Mm -hmm. I like Mm -hmm. seeing his facial expressions. Vader is special. Yes. You don't need to see his facial expression to know what he's thinking. Mm -hmm. Kylo? I want to see, I want to read his facial expressions, mm-hmm. what's going on in his mind. Um, and if I shouldn't have read this comment during the Luke and Kylo duel, I yeah. use quotation marks because it's just Luke punking his nephew. Yeah, force uh, projection punk. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when he's running at Luke about to like cut his head off. Someone's like, oh, Kylo Ren doing a TIE Fighter impression. Because when he yells, he sounds like a TIE Fighter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So he's like trying to be like a little kid. <laughs> I'm coming so, at you, Uncle Luke. So when you go back and watch it, just picture, just picture him doing a TIE Fighter sound, and you'll laugh every time. So it's like the James Brown TIE Fighter sound that yes. we, the video is the yes. same exact thing. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Uh, I'm going to have to go back and listen to that now. He's trying to do a TIE Fighter impression to throw off Luke. Yep. <laughs> hey, buddy, he's, he's a force projection. Like, he ain't going to be thrown off by much. Yeah. Um, now, leading into episode nine stuff. Yeah. We are officially one year away That's from right. Star Wars episode nine. Do you expect there to be a trailer this month? You want the complicated answer or the simple answer? Simple, because I don't like complicated. Yes. Okay. Do you think it'll be Christmas Eve or Christmas Day? Uh, New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve. Okay, I can see that. Title on Christmas, trailer on New Year's Eve. Or they save the title until the teaser. Because they did that with Avengers. They could do a thing on New Year's Eve where, where during the day, during one of the college football games, like one of the big time ones where there's lots of millions and millions of viewers, where what? Millions and millions. Um, that was a terrible rock impersonation. I'm sorry. I tried. I tried. Um, Dwayne Johnson would slap you in the face. Yeah, you know what, Dwayne Johnson? I wouldn't mind being slapped in the face by Dwayne Johnson. Well, That'd your be face a- would get ripped off as soon as he touched it. You know what, Dwayne the Rock Johnson? Please play Darth Bane. Just, just please, just do it. Jason Momoa could play Quinlan Boss. He definitely could. I can easily see that. Right, and then you can I'd have rather, him as Darth Bane. I'd rather see Dwayne Johnson as a Jedi. Welcome to the latest film, Star Wars Titans. Quinlan Voss versus Darth Bane. Well, Bane easily wins. Andrew made his prediction. It's not. It doesn't even need to be a prediction. It's gonna happen. Andrew makes a statement. <laughs> <laughs> 
no, anyway, yes, I do. There is definitely a possibility, I feel. If I were going to – okay, here's the percentage. I say over 55% that we see a trailer before 2019 – I say like over 90% that we see a title for episode nine before 2019. Okay. I'd say 56%. Oh, you think you're so funny. Well, I'm going the prices right. right away. <laughs> $1 Drew. <laughs> I'd be that one guy that if they did a dollar before me, I'd be like $2. No, you're that guy. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. You, you make some people mad, man. And then James would be after me and be like, $3. <laughs> <laughs> he totally would, too. Yep. Um, I'd say 56% would get it. I still feel like they might drop it on Christmas Eve or Christmas really? Day. Really? Really? I think so. Because people are going to be home. Yeah, opening up gifts. Hey, tune in to Good Morning America on Christmas Day. Uh, it doesn't even have to be that. It could always be YouTube as well. Because yeah, Endgame dropped on, I'm pretty sure, just YouTube. Yes, yeah. It got how many views? In oh, it's ridiculous. Once it goes viral, it goes viral. That's it. You don't need a lot of marketing. You just drop it. And I can easily see JJ dropping something being like, hey, Here's this. He did it with Force Awakens, man. Yep. Um, and it doesn't even need to be like story driven. It can be exactly like the Force Awakens teaser. It'd be behind the scenes stuff, like what we saw at the Last Jedi too. You could yeah, just give us be- a lot of behind the scenes, and it'd be just enough. Yeah. And show some I- Billy D. I think that might hold off on Billy D. Me too. Because I don't think Lando has a very big role in this movie. No. What would you want to see from either behind the scenes or a trailer, though, Andrew? Based on what you're saying. I want to see... The Falcon being one. Yep. And seeing if they were to show Billy D, show him... Even if it's not just behind the scenes and it's a shot from the movie. Right. Him like putting his hand on like the controls or That'd on the cool. Falcon itself. Or That'd something be cool. Like that. Um definitely Kylo Ren and <laughs> what he's up to. Sitting <laughs> sitting on a throne. Yeah, some kind of throne. In, yeah, I agree. In Darth Vader's castle. Yes. Yes, exactly. With the Knights of Ren around him. Ah, you just sealed the deal. Um, and then it cuts black, and then his lightsaber goes through Ray. <laughs> <laughs> and then he gets her. No. What do you want to see from the film, or what don't you want to see? Ah, this is a really great question. Um, let me start with what I don't want to see from the film. I really I really don't want to see a big hoorah hoorah resistance um kind of uh, last battle attempt type stuff because I got a little bit of that in the last Jedi with Crate. 
I got it in The Force Awakens when they went after Starkiller Base. You know, I even got it in Rogue One, the hoorah, hoorah, let's go and do this. Not until Raiders showed up at the end. Right, right. And that's what I loved about Rogue One is that you give me that hoorah, hoorah, but then it really just takes a dumpster dive. And you just show a Sith Lord coming through and just absolutely annihilating Rebels. And I think that that tone works very well. And I think J.J. should definitely take a card from Gareth Edwards and say maybe this would be a great way to end episode nine is that whole idea of hope like yeah there's this great thing that happens they're able to take the plans they're able to but there's great sacrifices and then it's like oh hunky dory yeah we got the plans but then vader shows up how about everything looks hunky dory for the resistance and then kylo ren shows up and everything just changes and yeah there's that little bit of hope at the end for maybe episode 10 but it's kylo ren who is just doing all the damage and the one thing I don't want to see is just the hoorah, hoorah. I don't necessarily need to see a Return of the Jedi ending. I don't need another Endor with Ewoks. Do I want to see uh, the uh, chief, what's his name there? Um, uh, the Ewok there. Uh, what's his name? The chief, chief Ewok there. I can't even remember his name. How wonderful is that? Um, I, I just don't want to see that at, at the end of, episode nine I, I you almost need there to be a little bit of a darker ending because you don't know who's going to walk out of this i don't think you're going to walk out with kylo ren and ray i think one of them is going to go and based off of that are you going to make it light or are you going to make it dark when you end this thing my and this is what i do want to see is i want to see a darker ending for a star wars trilogy because every time we've been left off with something dark and then that little spark of hope, you you come out craving more. Rogue One did that. You were like, oh man, you know, this leads so great into A New Hope. I got to go see A New Hope now after Rogue One. Episode yeah. 9 should leave that same craving of, okay, what's, you know, it didn't really end necessarily how we wanted it to in terms of some of our friends that we've met along the way here as Star Wars fans. But now, ah, that darn Ben Solo. He's still out there. He gives you a reason, whether he's light or dark, he gives you a reason to be like, what's what's the next move? What's the next step? Ray can do that for you as well. But I think because of that Skywalker lineage with Leia and Han, and Leia specifically, that you're like, that does have to carry on a little bit Mm-hmm. more than Ray, unless Ray has a deeper connection to something else, which we still haven't gotten an answer for. And I think it's because JJ has always had it, and maybe George had it in the past too, that, yeah, we're going to play a little mind trick, a little Jedi mind trick on you, and we're mm-hmm. going to make you think that Ray is the one that that is like the lead catalyst in this. Uh-uh, it's Ben Solo, guys. I hope you're ready because yeah. this is the guy that's going to carry us forward, and I do want to see that happen. I can agree with that. What I don't want to see is a redemption story. Correct. I don't I agree. want to see another redemption. We got that with Vader. We got that with Luke. We don't need that with Kylo. Agreed. What I do want to see, that is the one thing I don't want to see is a redemption. Um, and not as much comedy. I want it to have a serious tone. It almost has to. A little bit of just like droid humor, 
you know, that's, you have EB8, you have C3PO and R2. And like, yeah. Like, and post humor, that's fine. But if there's an overabundance sense of humor. Yeah, I agree on that one too. Uh, yeah. Because the first order controls everything. That's right. So it needs to have a serious tone. And what I would like to see, I'm slowly accepting the Raylor stuff. Are you really? Somewhat. Somewhat. There is a connection. Correct. Um, but I want Kylo to use that to his advantage. Okay. And... He makes it seem like he's going to make a redemption. It's kind of playing up that way, yeah. But he finally... Sorry, I'm just adjusting the camera. I'll tell you. Um, <laughs> he finally makes that one last step to the dark side. Fully to the dark side. Right. He stabs Ray through the chest. Mm -hmm. Takes the lightsaber out. It kills his mother too. Wow. Wow. That would be a powerful scene. Yeah. Whoa. You'd have a lot of upset people. <laughs> you right. may well, you may. You may or you may not. That's interesting. Well, they can't people think I'm insensitive or mean. But you can't bring Carrie back to life. No, of course not. No, well, you can't. So what better way to have Leia go out than essentially by her son? Mm. You can't have her live. No, you, you really... Well, I think we're learning that. I mean, the early reports was that J.J. was using cutscenes from The Force Awakens in the last Jedi of Leia to do that role. So naturally, once you run out of those cutscenes, that that's it. That's I, it. I think her role, they make it seem like it's going to be a pretty big role. Right. I think it's going to be pretty short. Um, mm. And this is just my opinion. I've been meaning to say this on Facebook and Twitter. The Luke and Leia theme is better than Han Solo and Leia's. Hmm. That's, That's just me? Yeah. Don't yeah. at me. <laughs> no, I think that's definitely a worthy conversation with Sean since he's one of the big music guys here at the network. Um, he has a very interesting taste in terms of Star Wars themes. He may agree with you on that one. I just feel the Luke and Leia theme is a more powerful theme. Right. Like, yeah. The Han and Leia theme is iconic and mm -hmm. well no better known. Yep. But it's there's something about the Luke and Leia theme, especially watching The Last Jedi and hearing that music. Yeah. When Luke and Leia have that one last moment. Essentially Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher having that one last moment. And as Luke says no one's ever really gone. Oh, I, I get choked up every time I see that scene, man. And yes, she Carrie herself is gone, but 
she became a larger part of the force. Yes, I am being that nerdy. I believe in the force in some aspects. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm mm-hmm. not able to move rocks and stuff, but the energy of people is what I thing. feel through the force. It's a real thing. And, yeah. And I remember the day she died. I don't know if you can vouch for this too, but I got like that sick to your stomach feel. Yeah. Yep. And it was right as we got the news she passed away. I was coming home from work and I I had saw something. Uh, no, that was, yeah, no, it was Carrie Fisher. And I had come home and I had turned on the TV and I got a beep on my phone and I turned to CNN and that's what I saw. But it's funny because that, that entire workday, I had this weird feeling in my stomach. I really did. It was... It was just, and it's like, it's not necessarily that something is missing, but it's yeah. that something has, like, I'm sorry to say it, like when Obi-Wan felt what happened on Alderaan. Yeah. It's that same. You just sit there and you're like, something is just, it's it's not, it, maybe it's today, maybe it's tomorrow, maybe it's in a month. Yeah. You can never predict when it's going to happen, but you have that feeling inside of you. It's like just something, I feel like I lost something or that something deep inside of me, something's going to happen. Yeah. And it was legitimately, that's, that was the feeling that I got with Carrie. And it's terrible because when walking out of Rogue One, what was the next thing? Was oh. that her mother passed away. Yeah. And that just, I, and then after seeing that scene from Rogue One, where Leia says hope, and then you walk out, and then you see that, that her mother died. It was just one of those times, man. I think we can all reflect as Star Wars fans. It was just a tough, tough time. Yeah. And I don't know if this happens to you, but Renee and I often listen to Star Wars soundtracks when we're going on car trips and stuff like that. Whenever the Leia theme comes on, I always tear up. Oh, yeah. 100%. 100%. I always get emotional. By the way, when you do come down and... January, I will bring my Star Wars CDs when we go on the... <laughs> you want to see me get emotional. That's what it is. Well, no, because we'll play the Imperial March most of the time. Yes, 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 yes. No, you want to cry with me. That's what I do. I want to hold you. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> but also a little concerning, but that's okay. I've been with the podcast network for a year now, and you're just concerned now? No comment here from the founder of the network. <laughs> um, but, and I still get teary-eyed at during the credits of The Last Jedi. Oh, in, yeah. In memory of our princess oh, character. Our loving princess. I hope they do that again for episode nine because she is in it. And I feel they kind of have to in a way. Um, but yeah, on to more happy things. Yes. Um, <laughs> another happy thing we got was the Avengers Endgame trailer. Mm, mm. Now, what are some things you don't want to see and things you do want to see from Endgame? 
the one thing that I don't want to see from Avengers Endgame is more of the Thanos Scarecrow. I uh, that's a Why great not? little that's a little great <laughs> teaser piece, but that means that Thanos is rock walking around naked wherever he is, and I don't really necessarily want to. It's his farm; he can do whatever he wants. Yeah, I know, but you know, we don't need Trailer Park Boys. You know, from the <laughs> Infinity Gauntlet, we don't we don't need that. That's um, I, I don't know. Maybe he's living off the land. Maybe he's got. He's <laughs> how great would it be if it's just Thanos with like a piece of hay outside of his mouth? He's got like a cowboy hat turned down downside, and he's just chilling there while everybody else is floating around somewhere um but yeah that's one of the things i don't want to see um and i'm serious about that um i I really don't want to see any it's funny because avengers endgame you know that they're gonna throw some humor in there um of course but i I don't need i don't need a ton this is a very serious matter in the marvel cinematic universe this is something that has to be answered because it affects so many different characters yeah um and I think that if, if it's handled properly, which I, I have full confidence in Marvel and Feige for handling this thing the right way and giving us the uh, the end game, you could say, that we truly deserve as, as Marvel fans. But the other thing is that I really do want to see Doctor Strange. I, I want to know where Doctor Strange is because that son of a you-know-what had something planned. He had something up his sleeves, and he's somewhere. And mm-hmm. he's the one character. I talk to Chris Letty about this all the time. I talked. I recently talked to Caden Stetler about this. About like, who's one of your favorite Marvel characters? I know I've talked to you about it. And, and Doctor Strange is just up there, man. I remember reading those comics as a young one, and, and just really falling in love with Doctor Strange. And then Benedict Cumberbatch comes in and takes over that he character. Oh, he is just a mastermind at playing Doctor Strange. I want to see something about where he's at right now. Because, and I'm going to throw this out there, you see the Doctor Strange film, all right? Mm-hmm. What, is, what does he do to Dormammu? What does he, he do? He him in a time loop. Sends him into a time loop, all right? Dormammu, I've come to bargain. I've come to bargain, all right? Now, now... What's saying that that bargain doesn't come in handy to Doctor Strange? Because there's a lot of classic Marvel comics where Thanos and Dormammu did did not uh, really get along whatsoever in some of the early early sorcerer stuff from yeah. Doctor Strange. Could there be something more to that? And that's why Doctor Strange was so easy to be like, oh, here you go. You yeah. know, it's fascinating. But I think that that film, the first Doctor Strange has some coordination. I think they all do. They all have, you know this, Andrew. Yeah. You know, you go back and you watch a lot of these Marvel Cinematic Universe films and you look at it and you're like, they all play their own role. Doctor Strange plays, I feel, a very large role. Yeah. And what could happen here at Endgame. So I'm super excited. I want to see something with Doctor Strange. If, even if it's a cutscene yeah. where he might be. Something quick. I can agree with that. Um, same with you. I don't want a lot of humor in it. Um, they can use Ant-Man as a comedy relief. Yes, absolutely. There. That's fine. But it needs to have a serious tone. It yes. really does. Um 
things I do want to see, like you, Doctor Strange. Um, well, granted, we're going to see Captain Marvel before Avengers, but I, I'm 100% sure she's the one that saves Tony in space. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I do, I'm more than likely sure they're going to be dealing with time travel. Yep. My brother told me this, and it gave me chills. They're going back in time to find the Infinity Stones before Thanos comes. And they go to where the Soul Stone is. And there has to be a sacrifice for someone to guard it or something like that. And Steve Rogers with Peggy, because they're going to go back in time, they stay and guard the Soul Stone. And Steve Rogers says, I'm going to make sure nobody get this, gets this stone ever again. Whoa. I just got chills. <laughs> I literally, like, if you saw my arms right now. Wow. Was that Scott that came up with that? My brother, yeah. What an amazing, he, oh. I'm sorry, Scott. I think you might have just spoiled it. <laughs> I think I'm almost convinced that could be that's a typical Kevin Feige way of handling mm-hmm. something in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I love that. I absolutely love that. Because I mean you see Red Skull too. Maybe it's one last fight with Red Skull. That would and, be oh, because I love me some Red Skull and, and, and Cap- Captain, Captain America, Red man. Skull wow. for the right to guard the soul. Stone. He throws him off the cliff. That could be the sacrifice. Ooh, ooh, and then oh, okay, all right, all right, Scott, you got me, you got me, and your brother, both of this, the Garish brothers, <laughs> getting me hooked on this stuff, man. Uh, now I'm not going to be disappointed if that doesn't happen. Cap goes out with like a heroic ending. Oh, Caden thinks he's um, so funny. He's trying to call me in the middle of the stream. Yeah, this is gonna be on. This is gonna be on audio, buddy. Remember that. Tell you. I almost wanted to text him, being like, "Go away." <laughs> <laughs> um, but that could be a way they can let Steve Rogers, the character be written off but yeah. if they feel like bringing him back they can also still do that without him being dead right 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 um i want to see use his true power like mm-hmm. he did in thor ragnarok that'd be cool without the aid of um stormbreaker mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because it pretty much makes Thor Ragnarok not make sense of him unleashing his true power and then having to rely on another weapon. Right. Granted, yeah, it can open the Bifrost, but... But, yeah. Um, granted, that scene is still fantastic, but... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I really... Because I'm 100% sure that the ones that got the snap 
they're coming back at the end of Endgame. Yes, correct. And I want to see... This is coming from my own mind now. I want to see Bucky go into wherever Tony has the Captain America shield. And Bucky picks it up. Yeah. And just looks at it. And he says, now that you're gone, I'm going to continue to carry the mantle that you started. What if it ends like that? That would be fantastic. Knowing that what Cap did, and then... Yeah. mm, It just ends on that note. Well, that would be the end game, right? That'd be the end game. Cap does what he does, and then Bucky picks it up. Yeah. And I know people love Sam Wilson as... Captain America now. Um, I'm sorry to tell you, but spoiler alert, he tried to fight Thanos by himself in the comics. <laughs> That's um, right. Do you know what happened to him? I don't know all the details, no. Well, I'm going to show Robin on video version, but on the audio version, you might hear it. So, Sam Wilson's head is right here, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Thanos does this. Simply just smashes his hands together. And Sam Wilson is dead. Smashes his head. Yep. <sighs> Easy enough. Because mm-hmm. he thought he could take on Thanos by himself. Like a nutcracker. Pretty much. Wow. I think I do remember reading that. Amazing. Um, yeah. Granted, it's not going to happen in Endgame. Of course not. He got the snap, but... <laughs> I'd rather that. I'd rather Bucky take up the mantle as Captain America. Um, I liked him better when he was Captain America. I know he handed the mantle over to Sam Wilson, right? But I feel Bucky, out of everyone, has the right to be Captain America after Steve Rogers. Makes sense. Um, I. We're not going to see a lot of them, but I do want to see more of Spider-Man, especially <laughs> because Far From Home takes place after Endgame. Like, yes, correct. Like hours or like a month after. And so it ha- almost has to. It almost has to happen that Spider-Man comes back into the picture. Have you seen the suits that they're going to be using? Somebody keeps calling me. Would it be uh, Caden? Let's see. Hold on a second. I think uh, people on the on the podcast would like to hear this. Hold on a second. Oh God. Are you ready for this? Oh yeah, I am. I'm not for it. Oh, let's see what he does. Oh, this is going to be grand. Oh my goodness gracious! He tries to call me, and now <laughs> he's gonna be on the podcast for a second. <sighs> Ready? Here we go, folks. Here we go. Hey, you're live here on Words of the Wills. <laughs> hey, how's it going there, buddy? You kept calling me. Well, I'm recording here with Andrew, so guess what's going to happen? You're going to end up being on the episode for a quick second. (laughs) 
Yeah. Is that a good name for him now? Words of the Willers? <laughs> I like it. We were just actually talking about um, Avengers Endgame and some of the uh, things that we do want to see and don't want to see um, with the new trailer out there, Caden. How are you feeling about Avengers uh, Endgame there, buddy? I'm gonna, I don't know, I'm gonna show how bad of a nerd I am besides the Star Wars stuff. <laughs> I haven't seen Infinity War yet. Wait, what? What? Yeah, I haven't watched Infinity War yet. Whoa. I know, it's blasphemy, man. I have a digital copy. Do you want it? Yeah, I haven't seen it. I'm really excited for Infinity War, uh, for Endgame, that is. Um, I think it's gonna be cool, because I think there's a lot of paths that could go, like, they follow close to the comics or not, which we all know, like, the Marvel Cinematic Universe kind of strays from the comics but pays homage to it. Right. You know, even in the trailer, we see, like, you know, stuff from the comics, like Thanos having the scarecrow of his armor, um, you know, little stuff like that. But I'm excited. Like, I hope Ant-Man's the hero. Right. You know what I mean? Because I think that'd be interesting because he was, like, such a minor character. But... We're kind of showing, you know, he may be used, what, what is it, Quantum Realm? Right, trailer. right, right. Because the big thing with that trailer is, like, um, when he's on that recording at the front door, that it says it's, like, what, 1982 or something like that? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, cool, I mean, I'm definitely excited for it. I'm a huge, you know, besides Star Wars, I'd say Marvel's probably, like, you know, the other big franchise, but I'm excited, mostly excited to see Stan again. You know, right? Because they recorded all those cameos for, which I think is amazing. But, oh, yeah. that's that's so awesome, man! Hey, thanks for uh, calling into uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like a radio station. <laughs> oh, this Saturday, the 22nd, at Rumble Boost and the Lancaster, uh, Barbecue and Rebel Club Lancaster put on an event together, and of course, Brick City and San Diego are going to be there. That's right. But uh, I'll talk to you guys through the recording pattern. All right, absolutely. Caden, uh, quickly, before you can go, where can the good people find everything happening with Rebel Cause Lancaster? Well, of course, you can find Rebel Cause Lancaster at Rebel Cause Lancaster on Facebook and Instagram under the same name. You can find us at, uh, yeah, wait, no, Twitter. <laughs> uh, no, sorry. I'm like walking home from work. Um, you can find me on Twitter, RebelChatterHQ, for the podcast, all that. iTunes always great out, all across the galaxy. And of course, you can find us on the Big City Podcast Network, uh, where we're keeping real fucking awards, man. So, awesome. I will talk to you later, man. Of course, we'll be with you always. Nice. We'll talk to you soon, Caden. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love those impromptu calls. Hey, we got his take on uh, Endgame, too. I'm shocked he hasn't seen Infinity War. That, that should shock a lot of our listeners. Um, should I just give him the extra digital code that I have? <laughs> yeah, I think you actually should. Hey, here's a Christmas gift. Because I got the limited edition steelbook, and it came with the digital oh, code. Oh, surprise him with it. I could do that. Yes. Well, he's already getting a Christmas present. So then you charge him for it. Yeah, I'll charge him like two dollars for it. Oh, that's so cheap! All right, two fifty. Two fifty is perfect. <laughs> two fifty. <laughs> two fifty. Um, 
Now, because I'm somewhat in a Godzilla phase right now, sure. We sure. also next year have Godzilla King of the Monsters coming oh, up. Yes, in the latest trailer. I noticed. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> I just just Mothra and then Rodan. Rodan and uh, just all of them. And then Godzilla, of course. And you see they're they're really not scaling back whatsoever. You know what you no. know what I loved about seeing Godzilla in that trailer? He looked a lot more like Godzilla than the first one. He looked like the Japanese Godzilla, the way that he moved. Yeah. He did some of the same motion effects that the classic Japanese films did. And yeah. it wasn't and you know what's kind of funny about it too? In what? the world of technology that we have today and the ways to make it look so gracious, they did not make it look gracious at all. They made nope. it look just like the original Godzilla yeah. films. And I love it. The whole battle yeah. of the Titans, man. It, it's so exciting. I'm so excited, man. I can't even tell you. Um, what don't you want to see from this film? And what do you want to see? I don't want to see like Transformers type stuff from this. That's okay. the fun thing. Opti Optimus Prime. And then like this whole just robots battling out. I, I don't need that. I, mm -hmm. I think that what they're setting up for is a lot more of humankind is in a very, very tough place at this time. These yeah. monsters are coming into the picture. And it's like we kind of need Godzilla. We kind of need Godzilla right now because the rest of these monsters are rampant shop over here. <laughs> and we don't we don't want that to continue to happen. No. And it's nice to see that it's almost yeah, you know what, the world's getting destroyed. Washington DC is not looking too great. It doesn't matter what time it is, it doesn't look great anyway. Uh that's a side comment. Um, but you know, other than that, there's something special about <laughs> there's something special about the next Godzilla film. And it truly yeah. is that Humankind is in trouble, but Godzilla is there mm -hmm. to give us that a spark of hope in many ways. That you know that will light the fire in Godzilla's heart. <laughs> that will finally <laughs> burn Mothra's wings off. No, Mothra's a good kaiju. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. But I, I still be on the side of Godzilla. I. It's funny, but those trailers don't show it necessarily. That's true. It's fascinating the way that they're setting it up. I think there's a lot of dilution. There's a lot of yeah. twists and turns that they're showing in this trailer. And it's going to go a certain way. I really think that Rodan wrote it. Godzilla, Godzilla and King Ghidorah are going to team up at the end. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Stop it. And, yes, it is pronounced Rodan. Rodan, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think Rodan's going to end up being the real villain in, in a lot of this, in terms of the monsters. I could see that. I could see that. That's how we first started. That's right. Um, I think there's actually going to be two different Rodans. Yes, there are. Um, there's going to be the Fire Rodan, which is yep. from the 90s Godzilla series, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. the classic Rodan, and everything like that. So, yep. what I don't want from Godzilla, King of the Monsters, is... 10 minutes of Godzilla. No, you got to give this thing to Godzilla, man. You do. Yeah. Um, I, at first, I liked the first Godzilla film that came out in 2014. Mm -hmm. But 
when I go back and watch it, I'm just, it's not a Godzilla film. No, it's not. It really isn't. And yeah, the old Godzilla films had regular, like human scenes, mm-hmm. but it was, the main focus was Godzilla. Correct. And whatever monster he was fighting. What I do want to see is, obviously we're going to see the fight between Godzilla and King Ghidorah and stuff like that, or Ghidra, however you want to pronounce his name. Right. I want to see build-up for the rematch that has been requested mm-hmm. for doing math again. For, I believe, the last 50 years. Mm-hmm. That's about right. Is... Minus twenty twenty. For the last fifty-eight years, the rematch with Godzilla and King Kong. I yeah. want to see set up for that. Yeah, because King Kong is small in Skull Island. Yes, he is. So unless he gets hit with radioactivity stuff and grows to like. The size of Godzilla? Right. Right. It would um, have to be something pretty dramatic. Yeah. Um, I hope because the original version, King Kong wins because he was the mo- more popular kaiju at the time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, reversed. Godzilla, I feel, is a more popular kaiju mm-hmm. uh, between the two. And what was one thing missing? From the 2014 Godzilla film. Hmm. What is something that is trademarked with Godzilla? Not as a comic breath. Oh, you got me caught, man. His theme. Oh, the Godzilla theme. And you know what? They're putting it in. Are they really? They're... They were playing a sample of it at Tokyo Comic Con. Oh, it sounds so good! Wow, so they truly are going back to the roots. What I think where they're gonna play the theme is when he's fighting King Ghidorah. Oh oh, man, like when he's running, when he's running at. When they're both running at each other. Which is under like the traditional Japanese style too. And that would just be perfect. Yeah. Um now, have you heard of the rumor of the crossover between Godzilla and Pacific Rim? Yes, I have heard some uh, and it's funny, I think even John Boyega went on Twitter at one point and said, Oh, you know, we may be looking into a uh special big lizard at some point. And I was like, oh, what is that supposed to mean? Like, we can have a, a, a giant, like, I don't know, gecko on, on set. What are you going to do? I, I thought you were going to say iguana because that was a Godzilla. using Right. That was, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The iguana. Yep. Yeah. Which, if you go and watch Godzilla Final Wars, we see how long that fight lasted. <laughs> Pretty um, quick. So here is my idea for Godzilla versus Pacific Rim. Mm-hmm. 
Because Godzilla has to be the bad guy. Right. And there's no way the Jaegers can stand the chance against Godzilla. No chance. Godzilla beats them. They have to make Mecha Godzilla. Ooh, that's a in ooh. <laughs> ooh, that's a way to introduce Mecha Godzilla into the newer film style. Yeah. Is through Pacific through Pacific Rim. Ah. Interesting. I had never heard that one before. Yeah. And well, they definitely used Mecha Godzilla in a more recent film. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. And even in that movie, they use the Godzilla theme. That's true, they do. Even though it was for Mecha Godzilla, but that's okay. Mm, yeah, the canon of Godzilla that doesn't always work, but we'll let it die. Uh, well, people wouldn't have gotten the Mecha Godzilla theme because it's a more yeah. upbeat version of it the is. Godzilla theme. It's like Power Rangers. They keep changing the theme, but they update it a little bit. Yeah. Power Rangers is another thing that I would have to talk about with Scott Inch at some point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Just keeping an eye on time here. That's all good. Uh, Going to be wrapping up soon anyway. <laughs> um, speaking of themes, did you know the end celebration theme in episode one mm-hmm. is the Emperor's theme, just a different chord? Yeah, a more up upbeat version of it. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is upbeat, and it's and it's just sped up by like, I think just a couple of uh, of BPMs too, which yeah, is interesting. That is why John Williams is a genius. Yeah, yeah, he was almost kind of foreshadowing something. Mm-hmm. Well, Palpatine was standing there looking at the glowing. The thing looks like those balls that in the weird boot. electric ball that would be at like Spencer's that would like shock your hands or something like that. Can we get one of those? Can we actually get like the Nabu balls? I mean, I mean Nabu ball. <laughs> um, well, be a seeing, cool prop item. It would be. Um, well, would they be small like the Dragon Balls that I have, or would they be like the globe size? I, it's interesting because there is no context in terms of what that signifies, whether it signifies peace and prosperity, whether, it, you know, I, I always it wondered. Signifies it, peace because Boss Nass holds it up in the air and says peace. I know, but I'm just curious about what that, yes, he says peace when he holds it up, but what, where, where did that come from? Like, what else does that signify, that ball? I'm just fascinated. I feel like there's not enough. Like backstory in a way, like if we talk about um, a little bit, maybe Queen Shadow, maybe maybe there's a little bit something uh, mm. about the city of Naboo. Maybe that's like the key to the city, or maybe it's a grand celebratory ball. I don't know, but yeah. it's it's fascinating because I thought Jar Jar would freak out when he saw it because it looks like the ones that they used in battle. Mm. It did. <laughs> You'd be like, "Oh no, big Gooba ball again!" <laughs> um, but. Unfortunately, it is that time we like yeah. to call plug time. So, Robin, where can the people find you across social media? Uh, pretty simple. You guys can follow me over on Twitter at Mr. Vote Tweets. All my tomfoolery at the Star Wars universe can be followed on Instagram at the official vote, www.brickcityblockade.com for everything happening in that galaxy far, far away. T Public, make sure to support the network. Pick up one of our many designs over there, 30% off. Like I'm wearing today. 
like that one. Yeah, that's right. For all those watching on video, Andrew's rocking the holiday special t-shirt here from Brick City. So make sure to pick one up, maybe for this time of year, maybe for next year. Great stocking yeah. stuffer or item to put under the tree while they're on sale right now. Uh, please head on over to Starlight Children's Foundation, our Galaxy of Joy program, bringing more smiles to kids' faces across the United States and across the globe. We love everything that Starlight's doing. I received another card the other day from Starlight thanking the Brick City Blockade for all their continual efforts to bring more smiles to kids' faces and continuing to raise money for the wonderful cause. So please make sure to go over there, donate every penny counts in making all of those wonderful things happen. And over on Patreon, Get Ready 2019, we'll be doing a lot more. We launched it pretty much late 2018. We'll get super excited about what Patreon's gonna be able to do in 2019 for us, a lot more exclusive content over there. I noticed there have, you know, there haven't had the chance to do a lot, a lot of the polls and everything, but now with the convention cycle starting up in the spring of next year, a lot more special guests coming on. Yeah, we're gonna really keep that thing flowing because we got to get you, the fans, involved when we have some of these very special guests from the Star Wars universe on. So, Mr. Andrew, where can they follow you? Well, you guys can find me on Facebook at Andrew Burton Garish. Um, feel free to send me a friend request. Also, feel free to follow the group that I have for Words of the Wills. Yes, where you can post anything you want. Um, it doesn't have to be Star Wars specific or anything. Just post what you want and. Feel free to have a discussion. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Andrew62592. And you can also find me on YouTube at Commander Nerd. Um, pretty dead on there right now. Um, Going to be getting it back up beginning of the year. Um, and you can find me on Twitter at AGarish1. Starting to get a little bit better on Twitter. <laughs> trying. Um, and you will definitely be seeing a lot more of myself it, on the website of Brick City Blockade Podcast Network within the year of 2019. A lot more stuff coming for uh, you guys this coming year. Um, hope you all have a great Christmas, yes. Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate. Um, just spend time with your family because that is what the holidays are about. And around with people that you love. And I guess can somewhat tolerate. Um, <laughs> right, right. But as we always say at the podcast and on Words of the Wills, may the force be with you always. Always. <laughs>